0: For as long as I can remember, I've pushed myself to do more, to achieve that next goal, and when I've achieved that first goal, to set my next goal and the next one and the next one. And I continue to hold myself to really high standards. Sometimes they're so impossibly high standards. And yet, at the same time, I'm a world-class procrastinator. I leave things I know I should do till the absolute last minute, and then I scramble to finish it. Does this sound like you? Now, I also have perfectionist tendencies. I want to make things as good or better that I could ever do. And I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. And sometimes I make decisions that are solely focused on how I would be perceived and how well someone would like me. I'm sure some of you can relate to some, if not all of these tendencies of mine. This is the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians, and I'm your host, Dr. Asha Padmanabhan. I'm a board-certified anesthesiologist who works full-time and in several leadership positions. I'm also a master-certified physician coach and a positive intelligence coach, and I coach women physicians to find fulfillment and the happiness we all need in our careers, by teaching them the skills and the tools they need for professional and personal fulfillment and the work-life balance that we all strive to achieve. So last week, I talked to you about two different parts of our mind, the imbalance between which causes our negative emotions of stress, anger, guilt, shame, fear, and a whole host of other negative emotions. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go ahead and listen to that on that podcast. It is from last week. And the first one in the series is the week before. So today I'm going to take the conversation a little further and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what these self-sabotaging voices are in our brains and what their opposite, the counterpart, the sage part of our brain is. Again, this is from the work of Shirzad Shameen on positive intelligence and you can take a look at it on his website, positiveintelligence.com. So let's talk about the bad guys. The saboteurs. Who are they? And why are they so important for us to know and recognize? So saboteurs, they are a set of automatic and habitual thought patterns, each with a distinctive voice that derail our minds. I'm sure as I go through them, you'll recognize some of them in your own minds. And Shirda just made it easy by giving them names so we are easily able to recognize them and now also recognize that all of these are universal and each and every single one of us has have them has them. Now don't think that some people don't and don't think that you are the one person who doesn't have the saboteurs it just means that you haven't recognized it yet. So we all have these saboteurs, these negative voices in our brains. And there are several different names that I'm going to tell you about which will help you recognize yours easily and we will talk about how they impact our lives. So as I describe them, see if you can identify which ones are strong for me from what I described at the beginning of this episode. So here's my little game. I'm going to talk about some of these saboteurs and their names and see if you can match them to what I described of myself in the beginning. So the first and the master saboteur is called the judge. This is the one that every single one of us has. And it's the one that generates most of our anxiety, stress, anger, and disappointment. The judge has three modalities. The first modality of a judge you may recognize. It is the judging of self. It's that negative voice in our heads that we are all familiar with, which questions ourselves, what we do, how we do, which berates us, which gets angry at us, tells us that we are worthless or that we should have known we could have done better. And all those things that we keep thinking sometimes when we feel like we've done something wrong or we shouldn't have done something, it's that negative voice in our head. So that's the judge of self. The second one is that which judges others. Again, you may be familiar with this one as well. When you see someone at work and you, find, you think to yourself, oh, that person doesn't know what they're doing. Or just look at that person. She looks so funny. Or so many other things that you might find yourself saying about someone else in your mind. And this one, it, it can talk about your spouse, your co-worker, your kids, your staff, the person on the street, your neighbor, anyone and everyone is fair target for this judge. And that's a judge of others. And that lives in us as well. Now, the third modality of the judge is something that you may not be familiar with. And that is judging of circumstances. And this one, because it's so hard to recognize sometimes, is one of the most destructive. Because it tells you a lie. And it tells you that you will be happy when. So it puts conditions on our happiness. And it makes us chase this illusion of, goal, of happiness. And it tells us we'll only be happy when a certain circumstance has been achieved. So think about it when you were in school and you felt like if only you achieved top marks or the top rank, you would be happy. Or if you got into a great school, then you would be happy. Or if you got into a great residency program in the city that you love, then you would be happy. Or if you became chief resident, then you would be happy. Or if you got a great job right after residency in a place that you wanted to be, then you would be happy. Or once you find found the right spouse, you would be happy. You see what I mean? It is that never ending goal that it keeps telling you that you will be happy when... So think about those times in your life when you've thought yourself, and I find myself thinking about this even now. Sometimes I'll think, when my business takes off, I will be happy, or when I am able to complete this project, I will be happy. So you see the lie, that is the judge of circumstances, and so it's an ever-moving target that when we achieve the goal that we set for ourselves, we find momentary happiness it is transitory because then we're already pursuing the next goal and we've forgotten that happiness. So that is one of the most destructive judges. And for me, that was finding out about it was really so important because I've always telling myself, if this happens, then I'll be happy. Or if X happens, if my kid gets into this school, then I'll be happy. So, That is one of the most destructive forms of the judge as well. So I invite you to start recognizing that this is one of the saboteurs, major saboteurs in our lives, in our brains. So now this judge character, he doesn't work alone or she doesn't work alone because my judge can be a very sneaky person that's always finding fault with me. So now she doesn't act alone. She has nine accomplice saboteurs that she works with. Now, each of us, we don't have all nine of them. We have a few of these and some in more of a degree than others. So, see if you can identify what yours are as I describe them. So, the first accomplice saboteur is the avoider. So, this avoider saboteur focuses on the positive and the pleasant, but in a really extreme way. And wants things to stay nice and calm and pleasant And because of that, this one makes you avoid unpleasant tasks and difficult conflicts by trying to tell you that you are a positive person. And if you stay quiet and you don't uh, create a fuss, then the conflict will pass and everything will be nice and happy. Recognize this? The second one is the controller. The controller has an anxiety-based need to take charge It is that person who controls situations and bends others to one's own will. And they tend to get angry and impatient with another person's feelings. Think about the people around you. Can you recognize some of them have this controller saboteur? Can you recognize if you have the controller saboteur? The third one is the hyperachiever. And this one makes you dependent on constantly performing and constantly achieving more for self-respect and self-validation. So notice this, it makes you want to do more so you can respect yourself better and it keeps you more focused on externally getting success as a criteria for happiness. The next one is the hyper-rational saboteur. The hyper-rational saboteur wants you to focus intensely and exclusively in rationalizing everything and It may be good for some things at work, but this can take it too far even into and including relationships. And so what then happens, it limits your depth and flexibility in relationships at work and in your personal life. So the hyper-rational, always trying to find the rational explanation to things and taking it to an extreme level. The next one is the hyper-vigilant. This hyper-vigilant is one that makes you feel intensely anxious And continuously anxious about all the different dangers that are surrounding you and all the things that could go wrong. And this can wear you down. So this is another saboteur, the hypervigilant. The next one is the pleaser. And this pleaser always wants to try to make you get accepted and get affection from others by helping others, by pleasing others, by rescuing others, or by flattering them constantly. And that is taken to an extreme level. And it can cause you to lose sight of your own needs and then ultimately end up resenting others as a result. So that's the pleaser saboteur. The next one is the restless. And this restless character is constantly in search of more excitement through finding more things to do and more things to do and then staying busy and keeping busy. And it doesn't allow you to feel happy with your current state. The next one is the stickler. This stickler has an intense need for perfection, for order and organization. Again, taken to an extreme level. And when it's taken to an extreme level, it can make you It can sap your energy and it can sap the energy of others around you and cause you to feel frustrated with yourself and with others. Then the last one is the victim saboteur. The victim saboteur is emotional and temperamental and uses that as a way to gain attention with an extreme focus on internal feelings. And this one may have a martyr streak. And it may want to be one of the hardest ones to acknowledge because you may not want to acknowledge this one. So, those are the nine accomplished avatars. So, based on these, can you guess which ones I have predominantly? If you guessed hyperachiever, avoider, pleaser, with some bit of the restless thrown in, then that exactly describes my top saboteurs. I also have some of the others to a smaller degree, but those ones were my predominance ones until I learned to recognize them and use my saboteur interceptor muscles to weaken them. What is that, you ask? That's a topic for another day. But I wanted to leave you with telling you, so what was the effect of building those saboteur interceptor muscles and why would I want to do that? Why would I want to recognize what my judge saboteur is, what my accomplice saboteurs are. What is the point of all this? So the point of all this is when you start recognizing that these are the mental obstacles that we keep throwing in our paths and patterns of behavior, once we start recognizing them and we are able to shift them, then we end up stronger, mentally fit, and we have more of a chance of happiness and of performing well because we don't have these negative voices in our head telling us all those things that we cannot and should not do. Because of building my own saboteur interceptor muscles, now, when my mind is telling me, when my hyperachiever is telling me I need to take on more projects or say yes to everything I get asked to do, I know that's the hyperachiever which is constantly looking for validation, for self-validation and for self-respect. And I know that's a saboteur and I know to slow down and evaluate why I want to say yes And then I only say yes when it is going to serve me in some way. So I no longer have to try to say yes to everything and try to get things done. Now, my avoider saboteur, which made me procrastinate, I still procrastinate, but not as much because I'm recognizing it's the avoider saboteur that is telling me that it might be so much more pleasant to avoid this work for now and go do something fun because it can always wait. And so that I, I now recognize and I'm able to counteract that. And part of the, the avoider saboteur is also the need to avoid conflict. And that doesn't ever go well for any of us, especially at work, avoiding conflict If you're a physician, if you're a woman physician, if you're a leader, avoiding conflict is not the right thing, whether that is at work or at home. And so now recognizing my avoider saboteur, where earlier I would bury my head in the sand at any sign of conflict, I'm able to handle conflict in a much better way and not by avoiding talking to the person I'm in conflict with. And lastly, and I've been working on my pleaser and restless saboteur, and I figured out what I need to do to take care of myself. And I no longer say yes to everyone or everything because I want them to like me. So those have been my kind of results so far. I'm still a work in progress. And this is a lifelong journey, continuing to work on myself. Those are the saboteurs. What about the opposites, the counteractive? And we all have them. We talked about it in the beginning. It's the other part of our brain that is the sage. And we call it the sage just because it's an easy way to remember and it's a a wise self, the sage. So to counteract the saboteurs, our inner sage has five powers which we can call upon to deal with life's challenges and stressors. And these are the empathize power, the explore power, innovate, navigate, and activate. And I will talk about all of these and how we can use them in future sessions. So that's all for now. And if you'd like to explore this in a little more detail, I have two options for you. You can book a spot on my calendar for a free 45-minute session where we can explore your specific saboteurs and figure out how you can learn to intercept them. Or you can sign up for my upcoming webinar on how these mental muscles can be built and how they will help you in some crucial skills that you need as a woman physician, like communication, conflict resolution, and negotiation. The links will be posted in the show notes. Thank you for listening and continue to be the leader you are, whether you have a title or not.